Hey guys, welcome to Fiction Fixation. Each week we get together and we recap a different book or movie. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. This week we will be recapping a movie called Easy A starring Emma Stone. And Penn Badgley. You forgot about Penn Badgley. He's going to murder you. Okay, I'm sorry, Penn Badgley. (laughs) He's a creepy ass looking motherfucker. Please don't murder me. All right, so this movie, you've got to bear with us because it, it it's kind of like an alternate universe where Emma Stone is in high school and also, like, no one notices her. Like, gorgeous, redheaded, freckled mm-hmm. Emma Stone is this nobody that no one gives attention to. I can't wrap my head around that. I, I It does not make any type of sense in my brain that Emma Stone is in high school and everyone's like, nah. Like, no one notices her. So her name is Olive Pendergast, which I feel like you, at bare minimum, you should be maybe bullied because of that name, right? I mean, just go by Ollie. Yeah. Or, or Liv. Yeah, Liv. I like Liv. Maybe her mom was a fan of martinis. Mm, martinis. I love olives. I'm not going to name my child olives. <laughs> Imagine, like, naming your child after, like, your favorite snack. This is some Hunger Games shit. You know, they were so hey, hungry. Crunchy Cheeto. <laughs> This is like a Hunger Games shit, like naming your kids after the food you can't eat anymore. Pita chips? I mean, <laughs> pita those chi- are delicious as fuck, though. Pita chip? Can you go get your brother hummus? Um, but yes. So good. Well, her name is Olive, and she's in high school, and she mm-hmm. she's not having a good time in high school. No one notices her. She wants attention. And she wants attention, but also, like... Right off the bat, we're going to let you know that her bestie is toxic AF, okay? yeah, 100%. It goes into her bestie's trying to get her to go camping with her. And Olive, understandably, is like, I think the fuck not. So she's like, oh, no, I have a date. Like a community college kid. I can't go. Yeah, she just makes up a fictional guy because... It, this is how you could tell that their friendship is toxic mm-hmm. because she can't just say, I don't want to go camping. She has to make mm-hmm. up a whole ass lie about why she can't go camping. And her best friend seems like she's not the kind of person to just take no for an answer. They are different personalities. Like you could tell her best friend is kind of the wilder one of the two. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that gets the attention from boys. And she's the one that kind of is yeah. like, let's go camping. And then she'd probably go skinny dipping or some shit and get eaten by a bear. You know? Yeah. Uh, see, I had a best friend like that in middle school. Your best friend in middle school got eaten by a bear? No, she couldn't <laughs> take no for an answer. <laughs> I figured. I figured it was the other side. I mean, honestly, like, if anybody I knew was going to get eaten by a bear, it'd probably be me. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I don't go where there's bears. So yeah. just don't go where there's bears. Bestie will not take no for an answer. And Olive is sort of pressured into making up this whole thing about this guy named George, who's a community college kid. Or a community college student that she has a date with to avoid going camping. But can you can you imagine though making up if you have to make up a a fake hookup like a fake guy that you're gonna be dating? 
Why mm-hmm. would his name be George? And why would he be in community college? Like, do you see how low? I mean, her fantasies are on the ground. Like, the bar is on the ground. <laughs> like, I would be like, yes, his name is Pierre. And he's visiting from France. His dad's yacht is, uh, you know, stationed at the marina. And he's only here for this weekend. I don't, I, I feel like Olive has much more, like, humble standards <laughs> you know like she probably panicked she was probably like oh um yeah george community college i gotta go bye <laughs> she spends the whole weekend just kind of by herself honestly it's kind of a goals weekend you know just she showers she cleans her room she dances around mm-hmm. by herself she cuddles with her dog yeah. like yeah like it Seems like, honestly, like, that's the weekend I want. Right. It seems like a very, like, relaxing, regenerative weekend. Like, why would I leave air conditioning to go sleep in a tent? Right. It does not compute in my brain. I don't understand. Yeah. No, thanks. Um, I would say maybe in an apocalypse, but then I saw this TikTok where this girl was, like, she was stitching somebody's um, video about like how to survive in an apocalyptic world. And she's like, oh, no, I want to die immediately. Like, I don't want to survive. <laughs> yeah. Was it was she talking about ibuprofen? She's like, do you do you think I want to live in a world where they're not manufacturing fresh ibuprofen daily? I don't. <laughs> I never thought about it. I'm like, yeah, you, you're kind of right. Why would it just you see the movies, the post-apocalyptic worlds, and they're all miserable. It's like. Maybe it's better to just not make it. But anyway. I want to survive until the Lexapro runs out. And then after that, I'm like, I think I'm done. <laughs> Grab a toaster. I'll see myself out. <laughs> There's no electricity. Oh, no. I mean, listen, we'll, we'll all have to do what we have to do, okay? Yeah, it's all good. So... Monday rolls around and mm-hmm. Olive and her best friend meet up in school and her best friend's like, hey, how did your weekend go? And she almost forgets that she made up this whole fake boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> she does. Um, But then she's like, oh, yeah, like we had like the best weekend ever, you know? And she's like, what? It wasn't just one day. It was the whole weekend. And then I don't really know how Bestie's mind went from she spent two days with this dude to... Oh, she definitely lost her V-card. Yeah, the best friend just kind of assumes, like, you slept with him, you lost your virginity. And the best friend pulls Olive into a, a the nearest restroom mm-hmm. and just starts gossiping about, like, tell me, tell me what happened. At first, Olive is trying to deny it, and then she kind of just gives in. She gives in, but she doesn't just give in, like, okay, yeah, you're right, I slept with him. She just starts piling on lie after lie after lie. <laughs> That was like a mini montage of her explaining what she did, but we couldn't hear the words. And so who knows? Maybe she said some crazy stuff. Maybe she was like, and then, you know, he told me to squeeze my feet together. What the fuck? You know, like, we don't know what happened. Yeah. Like, honestly, she she was kind of playing like charades, like telling (laughs) Bestie about this. And... Like, you know what? Good for you. You know what? If you're going to go big, go big or go home. Okay. But unfortunately for Olive, the high school purity culture queen is in the stall. Which, why didn't you check for feet before you started spilling your guts? I don't understand. 
Yeah, I mean, this happens. This is one of my favorite cliches where it's like, let's spill all our secrets in the bathroom because no one ever has to pee, right? Like no one else mm-hmm. pees. It's just us. And obviously there's someone listening in the stall and it just happens to be, yeah, the the purity culture girl. Who's played by Amanda Vines. Yeah, it's uh, kind of not on brand for her, but I love a bit Amanda Vines. <laughs> she does it so well, though. She does. I mean, she's a great actress, you know. Um, she comes out of the stall and she's just kind of like, gotcha. Yeah, like you're going to hell. So Mary Ann proceeds to tell the whole school mm-hmm. that Olive was whoring around with this college guy and for some reason this is the hot topic in the entire school i mean everyone is is whispering everyone is texting mm-hmm. it spreads like wildfire is all of the only one getting laid in the school so, so suddenly the whole school was talking about like basically mm-hmm. olive being a big ass hoe yeah and she's getting a lot of male attention right now you know they're all like hey baby wink wink what up girl And I have to say, she's not hating it. Because remember, she was like completely invisible before. And Mm -hmm. so now she's kind of like, oh, wow, I kind of don't mind this attention. Yeah, she's like, wait a minute. Like, am I desirable? Yeah, and you know what? Like, at first, I was thrown off by how little she seemed to care about the sex Mm -hmm. kind of um, rumor. But then after we meet her parents and we learn that her parents are very, like, sex positive and open and her parents have no sort of shame around sex. And so you Mm -hmm. kind of realize, like, oh, she doesn't – she understands that other people think sex is shameful, but she herself doesn't seem to buy into that. No, her parents are super – you know, her parents are maybe too open sometimes, But honestly, Olive could probably come home from school and be like, hey, I think I want to shave my head and become like a Buddhist monk for a little while. They'll be like, all right, honey, have fun. I like the relationship she has with her parents, but it also toes that line of like, are you guys parenting or are you guys just friends? You know, (laughs) because it doesn't seem. Well, honestly, Olive seems to have respect for boundaries. She seems to be comfortable to discuss topics with her parents. She's not doing anything illegal. Um, She's not even doing anything, like, punishable, like, that I would be like, oh, yeah, you're grounded. So, honestly, like, even if her parents are friending at this point, I feel like they're doing the parents as friends thing the right way because their daughter isn't doing anything wrong, you know? That's questionable later on, though. She kind of tells the line... We'll get there. <laughs> Put a pin in that. <laughs> but this um, this movie as a whole is a retelling or kind of like a modern take on the book, The Scarlet Letter. Oh, it is. Yeah, because they do cover that. So in Olive's English class, you know, they mm-hmm. are kind of covering The Scarlet Letter where this woman was shamed for adultery, mm-hmm. even, you know, because women are not allowed to be sexual. Yeah. And during this discussion in English class, Marianne, um, purity culture bitch, is sort of picking at Olive, telling her that she's going to burn in hell and, you know, she needs to repent, whatever. And Olive sort of, um, she sort of loses it for a minute and calls her a twat. 
Yeah, so she calls her a twat, and she gets in huge trouble and gets sent to the principal's mm-hmm. office, and she gets detention. And it just so happens that she gets detention with this boy that she knows from when she was younger. Yeah. This boy, Brandon, he's, you know, he's gay, and he's getting beat up for it. And, of course, mm-hmm. if you are in a fight in school, you also get in trouble. So he's also getting detention. Him and Olive mm-hmm. are in detention together. They're talking about, you know, why they're in detention and everything. And, you know, while Olive is there, she's making kind of goo-goo eyes at the school mascot. Yeah. Um, who is Penn Badgley. Um, she's making goo-goo eyes at him. He makes, you know, you know, come fuck me eyes back. And it's nice. You know, it's yeah. really cute. It's it's cute that she's crushing on the school mascot. I really can't think of another movie where... Like, the romantic interest is the school mascot. Can you think of another mm-hmm. one? Because it's usually, like, the the jock, you know, the lacrosse pr- player, the popular guy in school. Yeah, or the nerd. Right, or kind of subverting all that and just being the nerd. But this guy is, like, the school mascot, which is an interesting. <laughs> it's, like a di- see, they- it's a different kind of nerd, you know, to be the school mascot. Yeah. Well, and see, they used to be the devils, and he used to, like, come out shirtless, painted blue, wearing a cape, and then purity culture queen was like, oh, no, we cannot be the blue devils. So she they changed it to the woodchucks, and now he wears, like, a fucking beaver costume. <laughs> He's a giant <laughs> beaver now. Yeah. Um. So, you know, we kind of get a little preview that Olive is kind of into this guy played by Penn Badgley. And so that guy's mm-hmm. name is Todd. But put a put a pin in Todd. We'll discuss him later. I'll put a pin in Todd. You'll put two pins in Todd. And those two pins are your nipples. <laughs> Much smaller than they used to be, but still effective. <laughs> Olive is, you know, she's here doing detention with Brandon. And Brandon is basically talking about how he can't stand being gay anymore. Mm -hmm. He's not ready to come out. He wants to just stay in the closet until high school's over. But he he can't stand the rumors that everybody is kind of spreading about him, which, to be fair, are true, you know? After detention, like the next day, he goes to Olive's house And he's like, hey, I have a proposition for you. Everyone already thinks you're a hoe. All right. Why don't we just kind of lean into that and people can think you're my hoe. And people will be like, oh, yeah, maybe he doesn't like the dick because he has this girlfriend who we know is a hoe. What's interesting is that Brandon goes to Olive, but he says, like, hey, let's have sex so Mm -hmm. that everyone thinks I'm straight and Olive's like Brandon we could just say we had sex <laughs> like we don't have mm-hmm. to actually do it but at first Olive is not really like she doesn't want to do it but then when he basically says like he begs her he's like Olive like I need your help I need to stop these rumors like I'm not ready mm-hmm. to come out of the closet I need people to think I'm straight yeah and she finally agrees, but she's like, listen, I don't do anything half-assed, all right? If we're going to do this, we're really going to do it. Like, we're really going to play into this, okay? Yeah. You're going to have to let me lead. <laughs> yeah. So Olive's plan is to have a very public show of mm-hmm. uh, hooking up. 
Yeah, like she made a spectacle out of her and Brandon hooking up. They got to a party, hanging all over each other. And it was a big party. Like everybody was there. Right. And she went over to the girl whose house it was and and basically said, hey, Brandon and I want some privacy, if you know what I mean. And the girl was like, you can use my room. It's down the hall. Olive makes a big show out of like going into the room with Brandon and mm-hmm. everyone in the party kind of gathers around the door because they're fucking kids. Like, first of all, kids, you shouldn't be having sex. But anyway, that's another conversation. So mm-hmm. they make this big show out of jumping on the bed and making sex noises so that everyone in the party mm-hmm. thinks that they had sex. And it's clear that Brandon does not know what sex sounds like and it's also clear that olive does not know what sex sounds like <laughs> yeah they're they're both just kind of uh listen they're winging it does does anyone at that party know what sex sounds like i i, I have no idea i don't think they do so but this for me was like a really clear shift because olive is going from rumors that she's mm-hmm. that she's a like promiscuous to like hooking up loudly in a party and for everyone to hear. So this is kind of a line that she's crossing that kind of surprised mm-hmm. me, honestly, like how little she cares what people think. She And at this point, she really doesn't. I think she kind of starts to care after the whole fake sex thing. And she goes out in the party and Todd, um, cute boy that she's kind of crushing on, um, he's there and he's like, hey, Olive, um, can I get you a drink? And people are whispering and talking and looking at her. And she's like, uh, no, I sh- I'm actually going to leave. I got to go. He's really, Todd is the only guy who is being nice to her and not mm-hmm. like in a creepy way. Because all the other guys in school are just kind of like, oh, she's easy. I'm going to, you know, there's a girl's know when a guy is like being creepy. You know, like guys think I'm just being nice. But girls know when yeah. you're being creepy. And she tells this story about how when they were 13 and they were playing Seven Minutes in Heaven, her and Todd got sent to a bedroom to, quote, kiss. Mm -hmm. And Todd wasn't really ready for his first kiss. So she pretended, like, she agreed that they could pretend like they kissed. And she would tell people that they did. But they didn't. Yeah. And so... Olives tends to have a history of pretending... Like lying for people. Yeah, lying to help people out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, at one point where, you know, Olive basically asked Todd, she's like, you don't believe the rumors? And he's like, I remember that you you have a tendency, like you said, to lie to help people out. So I think Todd is like not believing it. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's just Olive doing what Olive does. Yeah. Um, But Olive leaves the party, and Brandon is golden. You know, people are like, oh, maybe he's not actually gay. We just heard him hit that pussy. Yeah, what's funny is that Brandon is still so gay that he, as he's bragging about hooking up with a girl, he's he's accidentally saying Mm -hmm. very gay things. He's like, oh, I'm not going to be able to sit for days. You know what I'm saying? And the guys in the party are like, what? And then he's like, I got laid. And they're like, yeah. (laughs) He's like, never mind. Never mind. I'm straight. I'm so straight. (laughs) So much heterosexual sex. (laughs) 
nothing to do with the butt at all. There was no butt involved. <laughs> no butts. None of us actually even have butts. <laughs> but um, the next day, Bestie calls Olive and is like, what the fuck? Oh, Bestie is, she is not liking this whole scenario because mm-hmm. um olive's best friend is used to being the wild one she's used to being the one that gets the attention and suddenly mm-hmm. everyone in school is talking about olive and what a whole olive is mm-hmm. and her best friend is pissed yeah her best friend's like um you hooked up with brandon and you didn't even tell me like what is going on i had to hear it from such and such you heard it from such and such which i think as you know, best friend code sort of dictates you should have told your bestie. But also, your bestie's kind of a see you next Tuesday, so maybe don't. Yeah, I mean, you could just kind of tell they're just not good friends. Like, Olive is not a good friend to her, and she's not a good friend to Olive. So this conversation turns into an argument, and they basically have a best friend breakup, which, like, good riddance, because... It's that toxic, passive-aggressive girl friendship where they kind of put each Mm -hmm. other down all the time. Like, if you're in a friendship like that, that's not what friendship is supposed to be. Like, that bestie does not care for you. That bestie cares about what you can do for her. Yeah. And And how you make her feel. Yeah, how you make her feel, how you make her look. Just, you know what, just cut that shit off because she's going to make you feel like shit. Listen, friendship is supportive. Friendship is uplifting. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually heard this quote that, like, really gave me a lot of perspective on friendship, which was basically, like, we tend to think that good friends are the ones that are there for you when things are are bad. And, yes, they Mm -hmm. are. But the way you can tell who your real, real friends are are the ones that are celebrating you when things are going good. Yes, You know what? If you're excited about something that is not toxic and that is not going to hurt you, a friend should be excited for you, too. Well, the thing is, like, it's not hard to to kind of, like, encourage someone who's in a bad spot and be like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm so sorry. Things are not doing good. But it's a real show of friendship when someone's Mm -hmm. doing, like things that you want to do when someone is succeeding maybe in a in a field you want to succeed in like cheering a person on when they're doing really well mm-hmm. that's a real friend but anyway so in this case it might sound weird but in this case with olive and her bestie um olive's bestie is honestly what this is about is she's just jealous of the attention olive is getting which i get it's it's not good attention but that's really what it comes down to that olive is suddenly popular and her best friend doesn't like it no that's exactly what it is and after olive sort of has this falling out with her best friend and Brandon brings over he brings over a gift for Olive, you know, like thank you so much. Like thank you thank you for lying for me. Thank you yeah. for letting me fake screw you. <laughs> and her parents are like, "Are you dating a gay man?" I and her mom's like, "I dated a gay man once." And it's like, <laughs> "Okay, stop. Stop." Okay, mom. <laughs> but anyways, um Olive sort of like loses it a little bit with the way people are talking about her. And the way people are sort of portraying her because a couple of other guys sort of approach her like, hey, Brandon told us what you did for him. Um, I need you to do the same for me. 
It's so bizarre. Like, I really don't understand how Olive's brain works because Olive is completely okay with everyone thinking that she, you know, is whoring around. Like, she's totally Mm -hmm. cool with that. The second that these nerdy guys come up to her and are like, hey, Brandon told me what you did, how you faked it for him. Mm -hmm. Could you do that for me? She's upset. Like, she doesn't want people to think it's fake. Isn't that weird? Yeah. She's like, no, like, we can't just say it. I can't be a liar. She really wants to embody, like, listen, she was ahead of her time, you know, but she wanted to embody the hoe, you know? Yeah. The essence of the hoe. Yeah. That sounds like a perfume. The essence of hoe. <laughs> it should be. Somebody you, should make that. What do you think that would smell like if it was a perfume, like the essence of hoe? I feel like it would have coconut in there. I think it would be like skin musk, sort of like an ambery vanilla with yes. like some coconut but also something like really like bam like right in your face like yeah. um cinnamon or something that's like strong to where it just like punches you right in the face and then lingers oh my god that literally sounds so disgusting like cin- cinnamon with amber and coconut like listen trademark we need to trademark that <laughs> You know what? Like, I need somebody to make a prototype of this perfume. We can add it to the merch store. <laughs> the essence of Ho. The essence of Ho. Olive is like, you know what? I need to fully embrace the Ho essence. Right. And she buys a whole bunch of skank ass clothes, which look phenomenal on her, and I love it. And then she sews a red A to all of them, just right. like the scarlet letter. Well, it's interesting because when when Olive was looking for a whole uniform, she was like mm-hmm. corset, which like really like corsets kind of are like the hose uniform when you think about it. But then when you think about where corsets came from, it was like a time mm-hmm. where you like really were not allowed to be a hoe. Like your head would get cut off if you were a hoe. So it's really interesting. And I, we're, we're taking it back, you know? But anyways, she has the corset, and she just kind of shows up to school. Yeah. And purity culture bitch is like, listen, skank has to fucking go. Mary Ann, uh, purity, purity culture queen slash bitch. I'm scared of her. I don't know if I want to call her a bitch. But she, <laughs> she's really upset at how much Olive is embracing her whole status. Olive Mm -hmm. is walking down the halls, kind of getting off in the attention. You know what, though? She is going out of her way to be overtly sexual, to make everyone uncomfortable. And there is a Mm -hmm. part of that. There is something about a woman making men uncomfortable with her sexuality that, like, I wish I could do that. Well, and you know what? It's like, hey, you guys are all talking about my sexual encounter and my sex life. You guys were all talking about it. It was the center of everybody's conversation. Um, But now it's uncomfortable because you have to actually see it. Right. Because the reason it's fodder, the reason people are gossiping is because it is Mm -hmm. this uncomfortable thing that women are not supposed to do. So now when she's embracing it, she's like taking back the power. Which Mm -hmm. Remember we said in that one movie, it was some movie, and we were like, if someone spreads a rumor about you being a hoe... You lean into it. Lean into it and talk about how bad the guy was. Because if a guy is spreading a rumor that he slept with you, you denying it is not gonna, like, 
take it back but you could just be like mm. you know what we did sleep together and it was I mean he was like five seconds and he was tiny and you just because what is he gonna do <laughs> you like no she's lying we never did that <laughs> never mind oh we didn't we didn't because you said we did you've got to embarrass your bully it's really the only way So as Olive is like embracing her, you know, her her newfound fame of being a hoe, she starts mm-hmm. getting approached by kind of like the weirdos of the school. Yeah. And they know what what she did for Brandon. He's been talking. They're like, hey, um, we had an exile convention and <laughs> Brandon told us that he didn't actually bone you. But that you lied for him. So we were thinking maybe if you did it for him, right. you could do it for us. And she's like, what? No, absolutely not. And then they're like, there's gift cards in it. And she's yeah. like, how much gift card? Like, to where? She turns it into an opportunity. I think she also has a savior complex where she's yeah. like, God damn it. I cannot say no. Well, because these kids are coming to her with their sob stories about how... You know, they don't fit in and it would help them so much socially if people thought that they hooked up. And so Olive is like, you know what? I, you know, like you said, savior complex. She's like, okay, I'll I'll do you a solid and I'll say that, you know, we did hand stuff. Olive is sort of in the business of doing people favors to make them more desirable mm-hmm. to other members of the female persuasion, you know? Yeah. So... People are like, oh, yeah, like she's like a sex worker now. I actually thought it was more like mob boss because she was just kind of like, listen, if you tell anybody the truth, like I will cut you. And we only mm-hmm. did hand stuff and I rocked your world. And, you know, I want to, yeah. you know, a gift card to this place. <laughs> it is. It is kind of like mob boss like because she's not actually doing anything sexual with any of them. Right. So. Olive has a favorite teacher who's, like, the English teacher. And yes. this guy, like, first of all, they're covering the Scarlet Letter, the the literature book. The literature book. Was that a <laughs> literature book? The book with literature in it? Um, <laughs> they're covering the Scarlet Letter in English class. And he's her favorite teacher. And it's weird because he kind of approaches her like hey olive is everything okay and while she's wearing a corset with a giant a embroidered on it yeah and she's like yeah everything's fine i'm just taking this assignment really seriously you know it's like method acting so olive's favorite teacher is married to the guidance counselor and he tells the guidance counselor like hey can you talk to her like she's going through something you know like he's worried about her Yeah, he's like, this is completely out of character for her. You know, if you could, just talk to her. And so the guidance counselor does. She calls Olive into her office, and she's like, hey, you know, is everything okay? You know, I kind of hear what's going on. Olive's just like, yeah, everything's fine. Like, nothing's going on. What do you mean? Like, On one hand, I appreciate that the guidance counselor is not shaming Olive because she tells her, like, hey, I've heard the rumors. But on the other hand, she's also not listening. Like, she keeps cutting Mm -hmm. olive off and ultimately just gives her a pack of condoms and she just says like hey protect yourself yeah and olive's like i don't need those she's like just just take them just take them she forces her she does and then as as olive is leaving um purity culture queen is in the lobby 
with her boyfriend who is just like sobbing. He goes in to see the guidance counselor and Olive is like, what's what's going on with him? Like, is he okay? She's like, his parents are getting a divorce. Oh, right. Yeah. So Olive's like, oh, wow. Like, that really sucks. And Olive shows purity culture queen literally the barest minimum of human decency. Yeah. And purity culture queen's like, oh, we're best friends now. Yeah, it's kind of sad because you could tell that her name is Mary Ann. You could tell Mary Ann was just dying mm-hmm. for connection. And so when Olive is nice to Mary Ann, because again, she just kind of pats her head because Mary Ann is sobbing because her boyfriend's mm-hmm. parents are getting divorced. And Olive just kind of pats her head like, here, here, it's it'll, it will be all right. Yeah. And Mary Ann's like, we are best friends now. And she starts acting like her and Olive our best fucking friends. And Olive is a little bit of a sociopath. Like, do you feel like something is not quite right with Olive? Because she just kind of, you could tell she has no interest in being best friends with her, but she just kind of goes along with it. I mean, what what else are you supposed to do? Be like, no, Marianne, we're not friends. Fuck off. There's just something about how how much Olive enjoys faking things that kind of concerns me. So Olive and Marianne, you know, purity culture bitch, they're best friends for like, what, a day or two? A day. It's like a day. <laughs> but her, Marianne's boyfriend mm-hmm. um, is in the hospital. Like he had to go to the hospital. And um, it turns out he actually has chlamydia. Yeah. Can I say very quickly, because once I saw this, I could not unsee it. Do you recognize that actor that plays purity culture queen's boyfriend i do but i don't know where i recognize him from courtney he's james from twilight he's the bad guy from twilight no shit when i saw that it's hilarious because you know he plays this terrible villain in twilight that tries to kill bella but in this movie he's like this supposed virgin that you know he's the boyfriend of purity queen and now he has chlamydia so like where did he get chlamydia from you know yeah, and he tells every he tells his mom that he got it from Olive, and then his mom calls Marianne's mom, who calls Marianne, and Marianne just flips shit. Like yeah. I thought we were best friends, and you had sex with my boyfriend. You fucking bitch. Right. Which fair, you know. Right. No, I mean, like it was an easy out for purity queen Marianne's boyfriend. It wasn't easy out for him to just blame Olive, but we know it wasn't Olive because Olive is still a virgin. Yeah, and Olive very quickly finds out um, who he got the clap from, and he he got it from the guidance counselor. Yes, so the guidance counselor is cheating on her husband with a student and gave him chlamydia, which where did she yeah. get it from? But anyway. Well, and see... Her rationale is he's 22. It's not illegal. He's 20. I think when oh. Olive Olive says he's 22, but then the guidance counselor says he's 20, it's legal. Yeah, he's 20. It's legal. Okay, so this part of the story, it kind of really made me angry because when Olive, 
you know, goes into the guidance counselor and she ta- she basically confesses to the guidance counselor like, hey, I made up this whole thing about being a hoe. It's not true. I did not give this guy chlamydia. And uh-huh. the guidance counselor basically confesses to Olive and tells her like, I know you didn't because I did. And yeah. the guidance counselor is freaking out. She's like, I'm going to get fired. This is going to ruin my marriage. Olive being the, hey, I can fix this by lying. Um, is like, well, you know what? Everybody already thinks I did it. So, like, you're not going to lose your job. We'll just let them keep thinking that I did it. I hate how Olive takes responsibility because she thinks to herself, I am saving a marriage. Like, uh, no, you're not. This woman destroyed her marriage by cheating on her husband. With a uh, student. With a student. Like, you're not saving her marriage by lying to her. You're only delaying the inevitable. Yeah, um... And it's just, uh, it makes me so mad, especially that the guidance counselor allowed her to do it. Yeah, she totally was like, oh, okay, you want to continue to lie and look like the bad guy? So now everyone in school thinks that Olive is not only a hoe, it, but that she's also giving people the clap. Yeah, which completely fits the narrative that Olive has definitely helped build for herself was that she's a hoe. Yeah. And so people are sort of, everyone's distanced themselves from Olive. And she's in the cafeteria. She's eating lunch alone. And this guy comes up to her and he seems genuinely interested. Like, hey, um, I was wondering if I could take you out for dinner. Yeah. And she thinks like, wow, someone's actually asking me out. Like she's, despite having this reputation for being a hoe, Olive's never even been on a date. Yeah. And he, she's like, it depends. Where are you taking me? And he's like, how about the lobster shack? And she's like, hell yeah. They go to the lobster shack. Can I say that Olive is a weird date? Like, she talks a mile a minute. She talks about the weirdest freaking things. Like, it's the most awkward thing in the world. And she's probably just nervous. Uh, she is. It's definitely, it's clear that she is not used to dating. Yeah. Well, very quickly, she kind of realizes that this guy just asked her out because he wants to pretend that they slept together, too. Like, this wasn't yeah. genuine. He tries to offer her, like, a $100 gift card to Home Depot. Yeah, bitch, I would take that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, here's a $100 gift card to Home Depot. Um, but he doesn't even want to just pretend like they did something. He thinks that he can give her that gift card, and then they can actually have sex. Oh, that's right, because he doesn't... He thought that she was actually having sex for gift cards. And she's like, she's so offended. She's like, I'm not actually having sex for gift cards. I'm pretending to have sex with gift cards. Like, there's a difference. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fake hoe, not a yeah. real hoe. I'm a okay? certified fake ass hoe. And the guy is not really taking no for an answer. Mm-hmm. You know, he keeps trying to force himself on her. And she ends up just kind of storming away after she, like, knees him or something like leave me alone yeah and you know as as fate would have it todd the mascot slash pen badgley mm-hmm. he works at the lobster shack um and so he runs into olive and olive is really upset because of what just happened yeah and she's kind of surprised that he's still being so nice to her and she's like you know you don't care about all the rumors and he's like, yeah, he's like, um, I know they're just rumors. I know they're not true because I remember what you did for me when we were 13 with a scared kid 
who wasn't ready for his first kiss. So I want to have faith in anyone the way that Todd has faith in Olive. And he does. He has so much faith in her. Like, yeah, like, I know their lies. I mean, if people started pre- spreading rumors that my husband was a hoe and was sleeping around for gift cards, like, I don't know that I would not believe it. Honestly, I want to be like, oh, like, where the fuck are these gift cards? Yeah. Two. Well, first of all, $100, you better be doing it for more than $100. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, right? <laughs> like, we're not in high school anymore, okay? <laughs> we are grown-ass adults, um, and we accept Kroger. Yeah. Aldi, Walmart, Home Depot, Target. Lowe's, mm-hmm. Target. You know what? Like Amazon. Um, yeah. Mama needs a new grill. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Like, listen, I have some home improvement projects I would like to get done. Um, and I would really love a new area rug. So I feel really bad for Olive at this point because I think this is where she realizes she's not in control anymore. It really is. And Todd drives her home. And he says, if I promise not to tell anybody, can I kiss you? Well, can I say, too? Okay, so that was really sweet that he said that because it was kind of the opposite of what she's been experiencing, where everybody Uh wants to talk about what they do with her. And he's like, if I promise not to tell anybody, can I kiss you? That was really sweet. But also, like, we need to pause, hit pause real quick and talk about Penn Badgley as Todd. Because apparently at the Lobster Shack, they wear like these crisp white button ups with slacks. Mm-hmm. And it's like so business casual hot. Like I'm into it. Oh, Penn Badgley is just hot altogether. I don't know. Dude. You know, he has like. So Penn Badgley was in Gossip Girl. And yes, but he has if you don't know who he is, you got to Google him. He has a very sharp features and he's dark haired um, and he has the deep like I want to murder you eyes, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So his dad on Gossip Girl. Oh, girl, (laughs) because he was like the messy, like, yes, maybe alcoholic. You know, guy, that's like your type. (laughs) Yes, I love it. His dad on Gossip Girl. I'm just like, I'd hit it. (laughs) Anyways, anyways, Penn Badgley definitely looks good in a button-up white shirt. Yeah. And Olive's like, no, I don't want, like, I don't want to kiss you like this, you know? Yeah, it was so mature of her to kind of be like, I do want to kiss you, but I don't want to kiss you like this because she was crying the whole way home. Mm-hmm. And also, Todd, fucking read the room. You know what I mean? Read the room. Like, this right? is not the time to ask for a kiss. You, like, you just saw a guy trying to force himself on her. She's sobbing. Like, maybe instead of being like, hey, can I kiss you right now? I'll be like, you know what will make you feel better? Cheesecake. Yeah. Exactly. Cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know what? How about you give me those gift cards that you got and we go on a shopping spree? Let's get that serotonin up. Yeah. Do you want to go key his car? I will drive you to go key his car. So, yeah. So, Olive des- declines the kiss. But, you know, it's kind of a moment here where we realize that Todd really does have romantic feelings for Olive. And so, Todd is like, hey, listen, I can help. Okay. Let me help you the way you've been helping everybody else. And so they devise this plan to sort of tell Olive's truth. Essentially, Olive 
comes up with this plan that she's going to record the truth, record a story. Mm-hmm. What is it called? It's like, like a, a like a vlog. Yeah, so it's like a vlog. It's a web series. She's sitting in front of the camera and she's recording the whole story beginning to end about how it started with a little mm-hmm. lie to her best friend and grew into bigger and bigger lies and how she got to this mm-hmm. point. And Olive spills everything. She talks about like, oh yeah, and by the way, I didn't give this dude the clap. That was this guidance counselor. Can I say, though, does this mean that Olive is, like, outing the gay guys that she pretended to sleep with? Because I feel like it kind of is kind of outing them. Well, I think she told Brandon ahead of time what she was going to do. But Brandon had ran away from home Yeah, Brandon, at this point. Brandon, he left town. He got, like, a new boyfriend and he left town. But Yeah, he's like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Olive, Olive also tells her mom, who is very understanding. Because, again, her mom mm-hmm. is just like, oh, girl, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> mom's yeah, like totally her, fine with it her mom's like oh my god i completely understand you know like i had a hoe phase once too <laughs> her mom's i have a feeling her mom's whole phase was like real and intense <laughs> you know yes. and so you know she spills her guts to mommy and then olive and todd come up with this plan to entice people to watch her vlog about you know the truth and the way they do this is, is that during uh, is that a pep rally or a basketball game? It's a basketball game. During a basketball game, Todd is dressed as the Blue Devil, which is not even their mascot anymore. And he's yeah. wheeling out a wheelbarrow full of foam logs. And she just pops out of it wearing lingerie and does this <laughs> little musical number. And she's like, if you want to see some real action, tune in tonight. Yeah. At 6 p.m., fuck the basketball players. We suck anyways. Yeah, she says freeolive.com. And so she kind of, she draws people in as if she's going to put on a sex show or something. Uh-huh. Like she's going to do like a strip tease. Like it's going to be like a like a um, cam girl. But she was like all OnlyFans before OnlyFans was a thing. <laughs> yes. She made it seem like it was going to be an OnlyFans um, and everybody tunes in, you know, they do sort of like a montage of, you know, all of her classmates sort of, you know, watching and they're like, I thought I was going to see titties. What the fuck is this? I know everybody's so disappointed. Like, this is just the story of her truth. But anyway, so everybody tunes in and they hear the story and I guess they just believe it. They're like, wow, I guess mm-hmm. it's true. She faked being a hoe. She's not really a hoe. Yeah. And she even talks about the guidance counselor. And her English teacher sees it. Her mm-hmm. the goddess counselor her husband sees it. Yeah, you could tell that their marriage is over. And as it should be. As it should be. So that's done. Um, you know, we'll see if she gets fired. Hopefully she got fired. Then Todd, our little pen Badgley, <laughs> he's holding like speakers connected to like an MP3 player because it's 2010. And he's playing music on a riding lawnmower outside her window. Yeah, and the reason he does this, because she had mentioned earlier in her little webcast, it's funny, they call it a webcast because it's 2010, and they don't realize that it's yeah. just a vlog. But anyway, mm-hmm. so um, she says that, like, she wanted, she wants real romance and that she never got it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he shows up on a riding lawnmower with speakers over his head. 
Um, and she runs down and they kiss and then they ride off into the suburbs together on a riding lawnmower. <laughs> Call the police, girl. That's not allowed. That has to be an, <laughs> that has to be an HOA violation. And you know that these bitches definitely have HOAs. Yeah, for sure. This, okay, this was kind of a weird ending because she ends up with Todd, which like, okay, I, I like Todd, right? He was, mm-hmm. he was he was a sweetie pie the whole movie. I get it. The truth is out, but it's not really a clean slate. Like, even if people believe that her being a hoe for money was a lie, she's still the girl who lied about being a hoe for money. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like she just needed to kind of get it off her chest and she's at ease. She is comforted with the way things have ended. So. Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't know. There's a part of me that's just kind of like, where do you go from here? Like, it's not. You know what really pisses me off about this ending? What? Is that she texts Bestie and says, I'm sorry I lied to you. Don't apologize to that bitch. She does not deserve your apology. Fuck yeah. that girl. Yeah. You know what? Let's normalize cutting ties with toxic friendships. Like, I don't think people mm-hmm. realize how detrimental toxic friendships are to your health, to your mental mm-hmm. health, to, like, just your growth as a person. Yes. Like, cut off the toxic friendship. Absolutely. But that is where our movie leaves us. Yep, that is where we are left. And uh, Penn Badgley and Emma Stone riding off in a lawnmower into the suburban sunset. You know what? I'll take yes. it. It's fine. You know what? It could be worse. He could murder her at the end, which is still a possibility. I mean, yeah, we don't know what happened. So he could have 10 out of 10 murdered her. <laughs> All right, guys. The teapot is empty for today. Don't worry, more is brewing and on the way. We'll be back next week with a new episode. We'll see you then. We'll see you next time. Bye.